What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 36 of your mom's favorite threesome, and we've got a great show ready to go here tonight for you. Going to get your weekend all set, uh, full of sports. Got the final four we're going to talk a lot about here tonight. Um, getting you ready for opening day next week. We're talking NBA and what the last couple days since our last podcast has all transpired. Um, you know, the Celtics, are they one? Are they four? I don't know. It just depends on the day. It really uh, is all over the place. Um, Bruce Willis talk. Got a little bit of that we're going to touch base on. Um, not RRP, but no. RIP from uh, his movie career. He is so retired. We're, we're going to give us uh, give everybody our top five Bruce Willis movies. Um, just a lot of different things. We're all over the place. Masters, is Tiger playing? Is he not? I don't know. We're going to see. But we're going to touch base on that as well. But before we do all that, you know i got to get the boys on here. I uh, can't do this alone. Where are my dogs at? We are. Uh- what what what's yeah. up? It's your boy Antoine Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Monix coming. Just kidding. Ah, okay. Uh, how are you doing? Wow, dude? Really, cut that. Let's cut You're that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. All right, man. It's Thursday. We're almost to the weekend. There's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, man. You got uh, Sam playing some kickball tonight. I don't really know if we touched base on that last week. That. Yes, Sam is in a kickball league. An adult Sam's kickball league. Professional, adult kickball, professional league, kickballer. Which is awesome, which both of you guys have both played in. Mm-hmm. I'm which super jealous of that because I, I I went out there a couple times as a fan watching you guys just get lit with you guys, yeah. to be honest. But uh, Sam, what, what, first, what's your, what's your take on the whole experience of playing adult kickball? It's fun. I mean, you get, fun to, you get to play a kid's game and drink. I mean, that's... You know, it's tough to top. It's tough to top. I mean, really. To uh, and it's funny head. how it like competitive. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, like it's everybody's competitive. You want to win, obviously, but it's it's funny how serious some people take it. Like they remind you of uh, Ben Stiller's character in Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's the best. There's some white Goodmans out there in the uh, in the sure. league. Well, that's one of my things. Is like I've played obviously sports um, most of my life, and it's like. You know, it seemed like church softball, church basketball, those things were the most serious things ever. <laughs> Where you're like, you're thinking you're about to like rehearse like a Bible verse before we go, and you got a guy just stepping up, but I hope you're ready, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Is God watching? <laughs> like, what's going on right now? And it's like, He said, Is God watching? Yeah, no, it, it's. It's crazy, but no, like like I said, super envious of you playing uh, kickball and all that. In fact, it was today where I heard that my team, my softball team, we're getting back together. We're getting the band back together. Oh, okay. It's official summer league. Um, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. We're getting the band back together. Was that on so Wednesdays or Thursdays? Wednesdays. Wednesdays. I'll say we're playing against Tony's team. gonna be lit. Yeah. Which, by the way, we. Beat their ass. <laughs> not, not important. Tony, if you're listening, I love you. But it was funny because Tony was playing short that game. And I just remember, like, we we played I – mean, if I remember correctly, that, that week everybody was there. We had a pretty good, solid team. And, they, I mean, it was – I, I believe it was a pretty good game and all that. But it was like, seemed like every ball went to Tony. And it was just – he was out there working 9 to 5. He hates playing just, short too. It was, it was some work. 
So, uh, I mean, let's be fair. Anybody, for the most part, in co-ed men's softball league probably hates playing shortstop. Hell yeah, because unless you play, yeah, unless you hate. Well, let's. Uh, I'll put it in context too. The fields that we they play on that we've played on, not exactly the best. Not the fields. best. It really depends. Like some, some weeks, it's like all right, good, but then like other weeks, you're like, is the entire infield like like overgrown? Like what's going on out here? <laughs> they got like, molds and yeah, I mean just like all sorts of ridiculousness, <laughs> but. No, ultimately, um, super excited to hear that news. Ready to get back out there. Got to start getting that swing back. About to go get some contacts just to make sure that the boy's seeing the ball well. (laughs) I'm getting older now, so I'm not a... Wait, you need contacts? I just realized what you said. Yeah, 100%. For real? It's it's past time. Let's just be honest for a second. Yeah, it's past time. That's fucked up because I just went to to lunch with Preston and he drove. I wouldn't have let him drive if I would have known he couldn't see Okay, him. it's not like I'm illegal to drive. Oh, no. He's not officially blind. Yeah. but <laughs> not legally blind, boys, but no, it, it would it would help. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it would help. It's like Jameis getting the LASIK. It's just only yeah. going to help improve. Yeah. Not yeah. throw 38 interceptions. I feel you, bro. <laughs> it's all. It's all <laughs> You're Jameis Winston yeah. before LASIK. Okay, there you go. I got you. Perfect, perfect example. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but we do have a lot of sports to talk tonight, guys. So uh, let's get right into it. Obviously, we touched on it last episode. Final four this weekend. Um, been a great tournament overall. I would like to get your your take on this first because this is a good first point of news that's kind of talking about the final four outside of your straight sports, guys. And that's, guys, Eric Church canceled his concert to make sure that he watched and country North fans Carolina, are pissed North Carolina Duke this Saturday night and yes country fans are pissed what's your take on that that's dedication uh, by that's fans dedication point. man um, that's also someone who knows they got a shit ton of money and they can sacrifice yeah. giving up a There's concert that, but you, you, I want you to talk about from a a uh, music fan your favorite artist is performing at the BOK Center here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on Saturday night. And you planned your whole trip you, around you're, here. You, you planned your trip here. You know, you're living out of state or whatever it might be. You're, got you're, the everything hotel is room. super excited. You got your hotel booked. You got your plans set. All these things that go into it. And then a week before it happens, you've got the artist going, "Hey, man, like I'm gonna go ahead and cancel this because I got to go watch my sports team." I mean. I get the, I, I get the idea. Oh, as a fan, I'm pissed. As a fan, I'm but lit. I yeah. just need, I need like this. Is what I'm saying like, I'm put, put your fire. fan, put your sports uh, being a sports fan, and put your fan as as an artist together in one. And now give me your take of what you think is oh, right or wrong. It's easy. I'm fucking I, lit. I put my money into going Hell to this. Yeah. My money's involved, and I can't go. I'm pissed. And you plan this? You plan like you have friends that planned it like if you go in as a group yeah like there's just so much like you're inconveniencing everybody just so you can watch sports and i love sports so I'll, so i understand the fact that he wants to watch this but you have a job and your job is to entertain and your job is to entertain me if i bought tickets to go see your ass so you better be there unless you have covid or some bullshit or yeah, whatever see, yeah you know unless it's a health reason right but as a fan if i'm a fan of his and they're getting full refunds, right? Fired. Yeah. Okay, they get. I I would be getting full. I'd want a full refund to watch this game. Yeah, I'd want full refund, and then I would want 
tickets to like the like his next concert. Like let's say the yeah let's say Shit, the I schedule don't even know if I would put that, the that redo in. thing. I want first access. Yeah, to getting that. yeah. Because if anyone, I want that VIP like especially nowadays. Anyone who buys tickets online, you know what I'm talking about. It's a bitch. Yeah, I mean, it just is. It's like trying to get in. I wanted to buy so next weekend I'm going to Co Wetzel here in, at, at the BOK, and like I got in and it was said like choose whatever ticket you want. Well, the floor is all general admission. And I'm like, okay, I just want a general mission ticket. So I'm like trying to buy it, trying to buy it, trying to buy it, trying to buy it. It just won't go through. I'm like, okay, trying to buy it, trying to buy it, trying to buy it. Just not, nothing happening. Well, eventually those sell out and it shoots me into where I've got good seats, but it's like now I'm into the actual seating. And so I get two of those tickets and finally it goes through. But I'm like – you know the amount of time and effort that you got to put into. And, of course, it's always like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. on a Friday. It's like, well, most people are working. Most people are busy doing something. So you're sorting out that a lot of time to, like, be able to buy these tickets. So you figure that into it. Let's say you were lucky enough to get in early on an Eric Church ticket for San Antonio this weekend. And you're able to get the good seats that you want to get and all that. You buy them. Now it's just no. We're gonna give you a refund. Now you got to do that whole experience again to try to get you know the seats that you want. It's just a lot nowadays. And like I liked Eric Church a lot. I'm a big fan. All that stuff. And this you know I'm glad he at least acknowledged like, hey, I'm being selfish and I'm gonna take my. I was about to say it's a very this. selfish move. And he, he he acknowledged it, so I applaud that. But man, it's just not a good look. No, it's, not a good it's look. kind of a bitch move. Because yeah. I'd be like, shit. Okay, so he just played in uh, Tulsa a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. He was just here. Um, he did. He had no opener, zero opener, and they said he went on like an hour late. Well, Duke, Duke North Carolina is playing at what seven oh five, seven twenty. Oh, I got the I got the time. Something like that. I said they thinking, are playing at seven forty nine. Seven forty nine. Okay. So you're thinking he could almost watch the entire entire game before he goes on if he wanted to. I mean, but he wants to be there, and I get it. I, right? It's, no, I mean, I mean that's what I'm saying. That's that's right. the point. He but wants what's to funny be there. It's like it's uh, he's a North Carolina fan. It's something like he's a Duke fan trying to see like Coach K's last game or something like that. He wants I, to be there, to watch them in Coach K's career, right? But it's like, boy, I don't know. I just I'm all over the Who place. Allowed him to do that. You don't have a good team behind you if they tell you that it's okay to do that. Because he, I'm, if, if it's in San Antonio, right. it's more than likely sold out oh, for Eric sure. Church. And you're and, and they probably pay top dollar for those tickets. If I'm in San Antonio, First, I'm not the who runs the, the arena. arena. I'm probably telling Eric Church, don't be expecting us to ask you to come back for no, dude, that's, a little while. That's, it's kind of fucked it's up. It's kind of suspect. It's really fucked up, bro. And it's just like, you're, you're low-key a spoiled brat, bro. Like, it, it, it seems a little bit that way. To be this last second, like you understand your job as an uh, you know, entertainer, as an, entertainer an, an athlete, whatever it might be, in like certain times of the year, you just kind of got to expect you're going to miss that. It just is what it is. And like, I don't know. But let's let's go on and get to the game. I mean, if I, Lil Wayne did this, like for a Packers or Lakers like game, I can't believe he's a fucking Packers fan. Uh, That's right. If he did that for anything like that, that would be. I mean, obviously, it'd be like it would hurt the 
it would hurt you know the fandom for me if that happened. No. But I've also no, I've also I've heard stories of Wayne canceling for way less stuff. Right. So exactly. So, but obviously, what we're talking about is Duke, Duke New, North Carolina Saturday night. Like, what more can you want for the Final Four, dude? Winner goes to the championship. Like, what a great, you know, perfect – the table is perfectly set here. Mm-hmm. Coach K's last game, yeah. you know, everything he could he could redeem himself after losing, you know, the last the game at home and everything that goes into it. What's your first initial thought in this game? Who are you taking? Man, it's, it's almost like they're – both different teams than when they played the last game at Cameron Indoor. I mean, 100%. I mean, even though in North Carolina won, it's just like won both this is a bet. This year. No, Duke won the first. Oh, one. That's right. They that's won by right. twenty that's the first time. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, they split. They split the the home team that's lost both. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, on the road. it's like even though North Carolina won, this is a better team right now than that team that won in Cameron. That night, and of course, same you know, Duke's a better team than that. So, I don't know, man. You look at the road that both have gone. Like you could make an argument that both these teams have traveled the toughest road to get to the Final Four. It's yeah. just I, I don't know. Right now, it's just hard for me to pick against North Carolina. Like, I know. it's I mean, it's tough. I mean, obviously, Duke has like on paper the most talented team. But man, Caleb Bluff is really starting to fight in his stride these last few games. RJ Davis has played great. Brady Manick has been arguably the player of the tournament. Uh, is that not? Hey, real quick, let's, let's stop right there, real quick. Is that not crazy for a second? Like that dude was playing at OU last year, and it's not like OU was anything to really talk about. I get it; he's got a lot more talent around him now. Yeah, but it's like this dude became almost like a superstar overnight to where. I knew he had that potential mm-hmm. because like, he showed it at times at OU, but then all of a sudden you'd watch a night and he'd be like oh for eight from three, you know. You're just like oh. he's just. I mean, for this tournament, he's just literally found a rhythm. Yeah, he's people eight. shine in this tournament, yeah. man. No, it, that's how Seth Curry Kimble, became. Hey, Kimball Walker. Yeah. I mean, like, let's not forget yeah. that freaking run that they made the Big East tournament to the tournament into the tournament. That, like his name went through the roof. I mean, absolutely. I just think of that Big East tournament shot all well, you the look time. At, you think of the when did UConn win? They won not too long with Kevin Ollie, right? But that was the uh, Kimball Walker. Yeah, that was the Kimball yeah. Walker, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. What yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. You think about all those. Think about the Syracuse teams that <sighs> come to this tournament. I mean, obviously, you take away Carmelo, but you get the Jerry McNamara's of the right. world that come in and you know light it up. I mean, all these teams have guys that once they do hit the tournament or even the conference tournament leading in, I mean, they find the stride. And they just take it to this next level. Yeah. And that's exactly what Brady Manning's done right now. Yeah. And I just think it's odd enough because I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I just think Duke's defense, again, we've talked about it before, I just don't think they're good enough to slow down North Carolina enough to, you know, I think it'll be a close game, but yeah. slow them down enough to keep them from uh, pulling out the victory. So I, I like the Tar Heels in this game. Okay. Antoine? I'm going with Duke. <clears throat> like you said, if Duke, Duke with Duke, the power of Duke off Duke's offense, God, I can't get Duke, my, Duke, 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 Duke. I sound like Preston. But no, the power of Duke's offense is if their defense can just hit the stride that they've been hitting with being consistent at defense, 
um, being consistent at certain moments throughout the game, I think that their offense is overpowering. I think that uh, that they can get the job done. Plus, if you're not motivated as a team to one, you lost your home game, Coach K's last home game against North Carolina. Right. Right. You've had this role to get to this point. You now get a chance to play North Carolina again. Revenge game. Revenge game. And you also don't want to be the team that loses Coach K's last game against North Carolina. I don't care if it was anybody else. You don't want to lose against North Carolina no. for Coach K's last game. You do not want that. So, just from a motivation standpoint, I think they're going to come out with a different energy. I just hope it's not a nervous energy. But I think Coach K has done a good job so far this tournament with figuring out what issues he had late the last last half of the season and through the the, the tournament, not this tournament, the uh, is it ACC ACC, yeah. ACC tournament, um, and figuring it out and, and and having them come into this tournament playing a lot better, a lot more crisp, a lot more focused. So I'm definitely going Duke over North Carolina, but I understand why you're picking North Carolina. So I'm not hating on North Carolina, but mm-hmm. I just think that it's, I get it. it's just a different level for Duke right now. And I agree that I think if Duke finds those pockets of time, like they have the last few weeks of playing solid defense right. that's allowed their offense to pull games away for them, if they can do that against North Carolina, then obviously, yes, Duke has all the talent in the world in offense. I mean, Banchero has been arguably the best freshman in college basketball this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have that ability. I just, I just against a because you look at you look at Texas Tech's defense or offense. We we question their offense all year. Their defense is elite. Their offense though had moments like we you referenced that OU game uh, back in the Big Twelve tournament yeah. where they went like nine minutes and scored maybe like two points. Two points in nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't. They haven't. They're not facing. And Arkansas's offense isn't bad. But they don't have the firepower of a Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, a Brady Manic that North Carolina has. So it's going to be a real test for that defense to try and stop that and you know score enough to win the game. Right. <clears throat> Let me say this: North Carolina, what they're doing right now is enough to win the championship, in my opinion. I think. The way they're clicking and all that stuff, if I had even had an, a glimpse in a, of an idea that this is the kind of ball that they were going to play, obviously I would have taken them a lot further than I did in my bracket. <laughs> However, if you two, which Antoine's on my side on this, but if you two think that somehow the basketball gods... Anyone else? No, this okay. This is weird. I don't know. In viewership, maybe. Yeah, is going to let Duke lose this game. <laughs> you are out of your god dang mind. Because let me tell you right now, Coach K in a championship game on Monday night. You don't think people are watching that? Oh, everybody's watching. Last watch, game, yeah. like, are you kidding me? What that means, like. North Carolina makes it like obviously we have a sports podcast. We're going to be recording like we're going to be talking about it anyway. We're going to be watching, da, da, da. but like the average person, you think they care? North Carolina Villanova's playing like nope. Eh. You know, does, does it move the needle? You know what I mean? 
if you're if I'm saying like, dude, Coach K, one of the greatest coaches to ever do it. Arguably one of the most selfish coaches to ever do it too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm a dookie here or anything like that. I'm just saying, one of the greatest to ever do it. That's it's a shitty like, nickname it's, for it's, Duke. It's the that's what they call them, dookies. <laughs> they call them dookies. dookies. I hate yeah. them for them so time. much. Um, Tom Brady, Super Bowl moves the needle. People watch. Mm-hmm. Coach K, last game. Moves oh, the needle. Yeah. Gets people excited. The point is. Duke is going to go out there. They're competing enough in this game to where it will be close. I'm just saying, if a couple calls go one way or the other, and it's more towards Duke. That's fair. It's tough for a team to beat the opposing team and the refs. I'm telling you right now, if you're North Carolina, don't let this be close. That's all I'm saying. Right? Come out and beat the brakes off. I'm calling Duke no matter what. I think Duke wins this game. Uh, Advance to the championship. The story continues. Coach K and the career. Um, I'm just saying, my advice, North Carolina, don't let this be close. Do not let this be close. Make your run. Capitalize. Play that defense you're doing. And uh, finish the job. Because if they win this game, I don't care who's playing in the next game. You're going to have a legit shot of winning a championship. And no one, and I, except maybe MJ, was picking or Eric Church? Eric <laughs> Church apparently was uh, picking North Carolina to win this tournament, but they're doing everything they need to right now. So yeah, they've I'm, been fantastic. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited. This game's going to be really, really good. Uh, of course, they made this the prime time game as they should have. They should have, and, and it deserves it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking about what? Why is there? There's not even an argument. You're talking about the rivalry that compares to. Ohio State, Michigan, and OU Texas in football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is one of the biggest rivalries in all sports. Yep. 100%. Um, man, you know what? I just wanted to touch on that for a second because, like, I know it might sound biased because we're Oklahoma fans, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And, you know, saying Oklahoma, Texas. Bro, until you guys went and experienced an OU Texas, like, anyone who doesn't include that in a rivalry, out of their damn minds. I never. I don't guess. I guess when I read people talk about the rivalries and and the college football, I mean, clearly and honest, I've got to a point where I, it doesn't bother me as much when they have Ohio State, Michigan number one. I'm okay. Look, I'm okay with I can that. Accept that. Yeah. The uniqueness of having a neutral field yeah. game where it's split down the middle, one side burn orange, one side crimson, and it's just packed to the gills. It's hot. Yeah, fortunately, it's always at eleven a.m. Yeah, eleven a.m. It's the it's the Texas State Fair. Yeah, I mean, it, there's everything that ties into it. That Friday night, everybody goes out, does their thing, and it's just like OU OU fans, Texas fans, just yelling at each other, getting into it. In fact, it might have been about ten years ago or whatever. Freaking Texas fan got his nuts cut off, like. When I say his nuts cut off, I mean his ball sack was no longer attached to his body. Oh, my God. That they got into a fight with some OU people, and someone got his nuts cut off. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't experience I, I didn't any of that when I went to, to OU. No, well, I mean, I'm just telling you. I'm putting it out there. But, uh, Dude, it was nuts when I went to OU. Texas. A story I always remember yeah, is when Roy Williams was with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and Eddie George had joined him. And Roy took him to an OU Texas game, and Eddie George said he has never seen anything like this in college football. 
Now, what is Eddie in his pride? He's probably still going to say Ohio State, Michigan right. is the better is the top rivalry. But I guarantee you, he's following that up with OU Texas. Right, and I'm going to say like I'm not taking anything away. Ohio State, Michigan. I, it, you hear a lot of stories and things like that. I mean, hey, cool. That might be number one. That's fine. I'm okay to even accept that. I'm just saying OU Texas. Until you understand the the hate and everything behind it, it's like OU week. You know, being at OU, um, the calf is what they call it, the big cafeteria. Everyone goes to for um, you know breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Um, that week they're doing a fried like Bevo special to where you can go up there and get. Uh, they're they're carving a you know uh, meat out for you and everything like that. It's called Bevo. Mm-hmm. Everyone's chalking all the sidewalks of um, you know Tuck Fexus, mm-hmm. uh, you know all those kind of things. It's just fantastic, dude. And OU literally takes that Friday off mm-hmm. from school so everyone can drive down to Texas, yeah, and go to it. I mean, it's like. It's all incorporated in it. I know we're getting into a completely different. And Texas closes down a lot of stuff too, bro. Yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's it is just as I mean, it's just as big for them. Massive. Yeah. I mean, much bigger than OU. So I can only imagine the hate that they. There's unfortunately just, you know, may not be the same program as OU is. But that's well, fine. That's another story. Uh, but what we're talking about is North Carolina Duke and the the significance of what this means in a rivalry. I was just explaining to someone. This is like OU and Texas playing in the uh, playoff game in football. Yeah. You know, I mean, like first round, trying to go to the championship means a lot for both schools. Mm-hmm. So, could, you, I mean, could you imagine that? Oh, That'd be insane. Be crazy. It, it would be, be nuts, bro. It would, I mean, it, OU, Texas, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, just touch on one more thing. You know, when they go to the SEC, you know, though people in the SEC set that will say it's the second best rivalry game behind Alabama right. Auburn, which is a, a joke because like you. We we don't really, we don't have to touch on it too much. Me for me for uh, viewership, I shouldn't say what I was about to say, but Auburn Alabama. I don't know if you really call that a rivalry either. So. Um, Texas, Texas is a much better program in, no, than Auburn. Absolutely. It's not even close. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyway, that game's going to be amazing. But there is another game. Mm-hmm. The first game. The first game. And that's Villanova-Kansas. Yep. And this game arguably might be the better game of the two just because you don't know what to really expect in this game. Um, Villanova losing you know, a key player. Justin Moore, yeah. Uh, to... Uh, you know the roster; they're not playing many guys. All that stuff. Who's going to step up for them? Who's going to do that? When well, we just watch Kansas play the best half of basketball in the entire tournament, mm-hmm. to anyone else in the entire tournament, Kansas might be the best team left. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where we're at. I mean we've already talked about Big Twelve defense and what that means. Be- I mean, clearly, Big 12 did well in this tournament. I yeah. mean, they showed that that is a thing going into it. And um, Kansas, man, they looked extremely good in that second half. I mean, obviously the whole game, but that second half was, like, extraordinary. Um, Villanova, man, I, if – yeah. Had they not lost, uh, a pl- you know, a key member of that team and – They've been – I told you, I think it was the last episode, I said maybe the most consistent team in the tournament. Yeah. Now they're fall, You know they're playing against a team that 
you could say maybe the the playing the best basketball in the tournament have been maybe the most dominant team dominant yeah exactly um man i'll tell you right now i love villanova i was ready to kind of pick them and all this going into it i don't know where how they bounce back from that kansas kind of a choke artist known to blow a lot of these games and all that stuff um it's still not enough man i think kansas finds a way to get it done I think this game actually goes one of two ways. I think either Villanova wins a close one, you know, based off, you know, they lead and it's the free throw shooting that really helps them make it. Or I actually think Kansas is going to blow Villanova out. Um, we've seen how they've gone against uh, Providence, uh, another the biggest foe of Villanova's, and mm-hmm. Providence had, hung in there with them. Yep. But, I, I mean, like I said, that's a crucial part of their team that they've lost. They only rotate six guys, so now you have your you have five guys that you have played majority minutes, and now you're gonna have to ask another guy to step in, who probably hasn't played a ton of minutes, right. to try to fill in this void for them. I just I don't know if it's gonna be enough for Villanova. I mean, Villanova might be able to, like I said, it could be one of those things where it's a cold shooting night for Kansas. They don't play as well, and Villanova gets hot, and like I said, they win a close one. But I, I'm honestly just really leaning towards I think Kansas is going to handle this game, and it might not really be close. Yeah, I'm going Kansas. I'm right there with you, Philly. With Villanova, Justin Moore being out, there, uh, Villanova's missing out on 15 points a game, five rebounds, three assists on 40% No, shooting. he's a big So he's part a big of part team. of that team. Yeah. Um, and you just can't replace that. You just can't throw somebody in and expect them to come out and be that for them. Uh so I'm definitely going Kansas, and I don't even honestly. I see Kansas, I see Villanova losing. If as long as Kansas doesn't come out, the only the only reason Kansas will lose is if they beat themselves. Yeah, that's the only way they're going to lose this game. Well, he so, so as soon as Sam said like cold shooting, like yeah. I, I cringed a little bit because I've like seen that from Kansas. Yeah, in the past. sure. Yeah. And I'm like, oof! If that ends up happening, Villanova can definitely win this game. But man, I just they gotta. Pro- it's it's one of those prove it games. Like, how good are you really? Yeah. Prove it to me. Like, and like Villanova gets it done, then like I'd be fine picking them against Duke or North Carolina. But they gotta prove this game to me mm-hmm. uh, to kind of show me that they're more than just what they are without a key piece to their offense. I mean, you look at it. You look at what Kansas has done. You know, obviously they're the one seed. They spanked the 16 seed as they should. Then they play Creighton, a good Creighton team, and yeah. Creighton hung in there with them. But Kansas eventually pulled away. Right. Then they play a good Providence team, and Providence hung in there, but eventually they found their way and pulled away. And then they played Miami down four or five at half, and then turn around. And a, and I don't want. I'm not poo pooing on Miami because Miami up until that point had won like 20, 26 or twenty. Uh, one of the last 27 games of the season. Yeah. They were playing very good basketball, and they held them to 15 points in the second half. I mean, That's they played like an absolute number one seed. Yeah. So now, I just – it's going to be – it's in a way, like I said, if certain things have to go their way, Kansas plays too loose with the ball, they have cold shooting, and Villanova's able to find ways to stay in there, stick it in, and then they – at the end, like we talked about, their free throw shooting is so good that – it's going to be even tougher for Kansas in the final minute to like be able to, you know, keep up. Now tell me, like you just alluded to, who Kansas has played in this tournament, 
and some are saying that obviously they've had maybe the easiest way to the Final Four. Um, kind of what you guys' take on that being like maybe we haven't seen them fully challenged yet. I mean, like, yeah, I, we, we talked about it a lot on the podcast uh, once we started talking college basketball. Was, I was high on Providence. Mm-hmm. I, I like Providence. They, I thought they were a team that could make noise and you know do things like that. Uh, Miami, I mean, opening night of watching basketball, I was watching them play, and it was just like, okay, this team's very good. Good guard way. play. Yeah. And they're playing. They were getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right, like you alluded to. They showed that Auburn were stretch, frauds. That they, yeah, exactly. But they were they were losing. But, they were getting kept up with until they made some adjustments, right? Right. But at the same time, Miami isn't like they're not a top ten team. They're not a top. No, no but say a top twenty team. And so, if that's the case, has Kansas really faced a lot of adversity yet? I don't think I mean, but we could honestly say the same about Villanova. I mean, no, I, I agree with I, that aspect, but Villanova's proved it already that they're the the kind of program mm-hmm. that's going to like be there. I, I don't know. It, it's not like I know Villanova doesn't play the same schedule that Kansas does, mm-hmm. but they've found a way to be relevant year in and year out and show that they can hang with the big boys. I wouldn't say Kansas has improved themselves. I think they've done what they're supposed to do as a number one seed. I think they've played some tough teams. Those teams stuck with them, and then Kansas made adjustments and then pulled it off at the end. Um, they're here because they're supposed to be here. I mean, we expect this from a number one seed. Work your way through the tournament and get to the Final Four and see if you can get to a championship. And as far as I'm concerned, they're the only number one seed left, right? They are, yeah. They don't, the only thing is two, Duke is two. And then uh, yeah, North Carolina's North an eight. eight. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, they've they've proved themselves. I don't necessarily know if adversity is having a shot come down to the last second, or you know, you coming back from twenty. I think they've shown that they're one of the more consistent teams, right? And they came out okay. We're a number one seed. Where we're going to prove that we're a number one seed. And I feel like they've done this in that this entire tournament. And so. Piggybacking think, off that, I mean, yeah. do we talk about, like, they've made much adversity? Is it because they've just been more dominant than yeah. it, most other and teams? that could be. That's what I'm saying. It, it could be, like, Kansas is this good. They're clicking at the right time. Or the competition just hasn't been quite the same as everyone else. I think they're clicking. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a bit of both. If Kansas had beaten a North Carolina, you know, someone like that, someone – Super proven in the tournament year in and year out, that would be a little bit more sexy to me. But like the way they've gone, and I'm not taking anything away from Kansas. I'm just saying like maybe it is they haven't had the toughest road. I would say that they've had the easiest road of all the number ones. Would you disagree with that? Well, I mean, all the number ones are out. So, out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my point, say, though. Like- is like. Out of it, out of even like going into the tournament though, looking at what the number ones had to deal with. Well, the number ones. I mean, you look at you know TCU is a good team, and they gave Arizona everything they got. I mean, and all time they should have probably beat Arizona. Absolutely. But then Arizona runs into the second best team in that side of the bracket in Houston. Uh, and I mean, we I think most people you know I know President had his questions about Houston, but thought Houston could really give that. Arizona. A lot of problems, and they did. Yeah. You look at Gonzaga, and you know after that, uh, 
the uh, Memphis game, you start having some real questions about oh, Gonzaga. And then, uh, then of course, Arkansas, who has been up and down, but when they have been high, they've been very good. And, you know, they gave they, – they whooped up on Gonzaga. And then, of course, Baylor. You know, Baylor was missing two key guys in their team. Um, I mean, that they said they're still a number one seed, so they should still be able to go and handle business. And they ran into what was what's now been a buzzsaw in North Carolina. So it's it's the fact that Kansas has been healthy, they've been clicking, and they've just been playing very well. I mean, yes, you can make an argument. I mean, I don't think Providence is any pushover. I mean, we can mention that. I I probably would say you look at Villanova, or you look at you know say like Villanova's road. I think Miami's probably better than Ohio State and Michigan with the way they've been playing. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's no, not I mean, that's not knock on Ohio State or Michigan, but I think Miami's been playing at a higher level. Uh, so it's I don't I think Kansas has proven enough to show that they be, they've been here uh, just as much as Villanova has. I mean, I think North Carolina and Duke have probably had a little bit tougher roads to go through to get to the Final Four. But I'm not, you know, it's not like you have to show up and play. Right. And Kansas has had some good teams to go through to get there. Not as, not nearly, I will say, not as tough. They didn't have to face a Houston. They didn't have to face, I mean, you know, North Carolina, I'm not trying to knock them because they were the Cinderella, but they didn't have to face, I mean, they got a St. Peter's. Right. I mean, St. Peter's was, I mean, oh, dude, dude, it was about that. The shoe was going to fall at some point. Duke has probably had the toughest road. I mean, Arkansas is really good. Texas Tech is really good. Um, so Kansas has had some good teams to go up against. So yeah. they've, they've earned their way. Yeah. So but they also got the lucky draw to stick again, too. With Villanova's still a really good team, but they're missing more, I feel like. No, well, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a good so, fact. That, that's that's good. where you're like, yeah. man, a team starts getting everything going like for them. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Kansas is having that. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like everything's going their way in this. And you know what? There's been a lot better Kansas teams over the years that should yeah. have been to this point. That well, we mentioned that earlier. Um, yeah, and here they are to where, I mean, not only do I think that they're the favorite, but like you kind of said, Sam, I could see them making this ugly. I, I if, think if it's not if Villanova doesn't come out and find that. Like I said, second, third person to kind of like step up to fill that two people, maybe even to fill that role mm-hmm. of Justin. Um, they don't have a chance. Boy, I mean, it could get bad. Yeah, they don't have a chance. Yeah, so so I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Villanova comes and, out there and balls out. And one thing too is Kansas, like you said, like I feel like Kansas has played hard, but I don't feel like they've had to deal with that. Uh, I don't feel like they've had to put in a lot of effort right. because they are such a better team than everybody they face. So let's see what happens whenever they get to, you know, the sh- if they get to the championship game. That's going to be this extremely is a, interesting uh, to me. This is a Bill Self moment. Be like, Bill, show how good of a coach you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're the favorite. You, you, you know, you're the better team. Go do it, man. Yeah. Go finish the job. Get to the championship and see what happens. I can tell you this right now, and this would lean into your theory. Uh, there's part of the reason why the Kansas Villanova game. One of the reasons why it's the first game. If Kansas does win, then that theory of having Duke uh, and having the others on their side uh, that will be a big. I can see that really playing into a factoring into the game because I don't think there will be any bigger ratings for a Monday night championship of Kansas and Duke. Hundred percent. Like I told you last episode. 
uh, Bill or um, Coach K's first championship was against Kansas. Yeah. Just saying, fits the narrative. Yeah. So super excited about that. Something I do want to touch base with you guys. Obviously, you don't have to give me a hard yes or no right now. But we've talked about getting together after a podcast, having some beers, maybe some food, all that stuff. I'm fine with it, dude. Monday night. Yeah, I'm in. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Not for a that. fake. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Think about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't we have a bet? Yeah, Somebody, yeah, we do have a bet that you what? guys lost. What? Yeah, like because of guns? the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but here's, yeah. the, here's the, uh, what the what Pickens bet the college football. The college football. We already did that. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. You won, and then you we had, me and uh, Antoine or me and Preston had to do. Uh, well, I had to do. Uh, I had to do a shotgun because no, I came no, in third. No, no. It food, was the it was the food. Oh, food. Okay, food, yeah, yeah, food and beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that part. Okay. So no, whatever. Beer, but whatever y'all want to do, night, you know what I'm saying? Watch the national championship. I could do that a little bit. Yeah. Even though we go out of town Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. Go and I have to convince trip. Carissa, to my girlfriend, to be like, hey, yeah, go have fun. Even though you're not going to see me for three days. Just tell like, her yeah, you're going out of town Monday. Yeah, night. Right. Huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he's, just, she's, he's just randomly walking down the hall. So she's, yeah. right. she's like, I swear to God, I hear his keys I'm staggering in there. That's how I always know where you're at in this building, by the way. What you hear my keys? Oh, dude. One hundred, I've never been wrong in my life from the time I've lived in this building of hearing your keys dangle to know, like, okay, that's Antoine. And I hear the corner. It's you walking around the corner. That's crazy. I've never been wrong because you'll be, like, unlo- you'll be locking your door. It's your... It's like you're a fucking janitor there with like a hundred keys. I don't even have that many keys on my oh, thing, dude. dude. It's the loudest keys I've ever heard in my life. That is hilarious, yo. Here it comes. There for a second, I thought he was about to say uh, the pick of the college bracket. I was be like, uh, oh, you didn't even put in yeah. the bracket. Hey, we, we didn't have to talk about that. We were past that point. We were yeah. past that point, okay? Yeah. No, but um, anyway, great weekend. Super excited to see how this all plays out so we can be ready for the championship Monday. Obviously, we'll break that all down on Monday's episode. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah. we should go ahead and probably get into the NBA. Well, we got a, a little NFL oh, news. Oh, okay. want to get there first? Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's just, let's just jump into it real quick. The big news the last couple of days is Bruce Arians announced that he was going to retire and take a front office position. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder who may have had a big say in that. <laughs> who said, okay, I'll come back, but he's not going to be my head coach? Hmm. I wonder who that was. Yeah. If anybody doesn't think that Tom Brady didn't have a say in this, it oh is pretty God. crazy. If you're you're delusional if you think that. The one, the one thing I, that does suck about it is that we talked last week about Tampa possibly being a – trading partner or someone who could pick up Baker, yeah, that's out the window now because the guy who was up for that just retired. Right. I mean, no, Bruce Arians is the one who exactly. loved Baker. And they re-signed their backup. Yeah. Um, oh, Blaine Gabbard? Blaine Gabbard. Yeah. Gross. So, obviously, yeah, you're right. That's out. I was super excited. I was ready to commit to a Baker Bucks jersey. I was, uh, too. I was ready to commit to him being there, but uh, Todd Bowles takes over. Uh, Todd Bowles is the defensive coordinator. Uh, he's done some great work with the defense. I mean, last year defense. His, yes. his defense was shredded uh, last year with injuries. So yeah. that played a part in them taking a back step from the year before. Uh, good news is Byron Leftwich is still there for the offense. So 
and also Tom Brady's back. So you have the two biggest cogs in that offense ready to lead them to another possible Super Bowl. Is it a little surprising to you? Like Todd Bowles, he's the obvious hire in this aspect, especially at this point in the offseason. But like, I don't know if you remember, but Todd Bowles was the uh, Jets head coach. And yeah, maybe you could argue that defense was okay when they were there Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but like... They were the Jets. <laughs> well, here's and uh, not not the prettiest. I think he's a great coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think he is. I think I mean he proved that he, they have a lot of talent in um, in Tampa. But uh, head coach, are you ready? Or, or does the head coach even matter in this aspect? I don't know if it when actually does. This I was going to talent say that. and Tom Brady. That's kind of where I'm like. I feel like it was a great position for him to be like. Hey, just inherit this team. It's a continuation of what's going and on. Keep doing, yeah. What we kind of have set here, kind of like, you know, I don't know the Heat. <laughs> I want. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think uh, Eric Spolstra in- inheriting, uh, you know, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Of course, we could, you know, OU fans around here know the uh, inheritance of uh, the OU football team when Bob Stoops retired. Handing it over to. I was going to go that far. I know, but. but Yes, (laughs) yes, you could mention that. Um, That is part of it. The one thing that it seems to be clear is that Todd Bowles is incredibly well liked, incredibly respected. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like I said, I mean, the main part of that first part, yes, that when his first head coaching stint was bad, but let's remember what team he took over. Yeah. Even when he was with the Jets, I remember hearing a lot of good things those players talking about him. They they love playing for him. They really liked him. And so it's like, I'm glad he's getting another opportunity, you know, a do-over, you can Mm -hmm. say, with a much more talented team. That defense, I mean, Tampa's defense got nasty. I mean, and like you said, they were really banged up last year. They're fully, finally healthy. But they didn't have much time to really Re-gel, play together yeah. and get that yeah gelling and all that stuff together, because um, it would have really helped that last drive. Except they left the best player on the planet at the receiving position wide open. Yeah, but you know whatever. Um, I digress. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I, I'm happy for them. I think that they've got a lot of um, positive things going. But this was big news. I did not see this coming because I had thought that relationship had gotten better mm-hmm. between Tom Brady um, and Arians. But I'm curious to see what caused the rift. Yeah. Was, it, was it health, you think? No. Or do you just well, think maybe, it was a rift between? Uh, DJ, because why would you give that key, team up? Low-key, it might have in a certain instance. But Bruce Arians, let's be honest about Bruce Arians real quick. Great offensive mind. Yeah. And he's obviously another guy who is well-liked as a coach. Bruce Arians has also got himself a hell of an ego. Oh, like right. like Bruce Arians will come out and he'll lay blame on just about everybody but Bruce Arians. That, that's very true. But I, everything I've heard the last two years would have been like he kind of gave the reins to Brady. Kind of like I let Brady be Brady. And so I'm just kind of like what more do you want as a, from a head coach than to have a coach say that to you? And so here we are and now they're like, no, I mean, because clearly Brady's like, no, nah, this ain't gonna work. Yeah, and it's like, what push? And eventually, we'll hear more about it. We'll kind of get an idea of why this played out the way it did. But super surprised. 
I did not see no, this coming. I didn't see it coming either. I would. I agree. I, I didn't see it for the most part coming. It didn't surprise me as much though because this late. I, I, say I that. feel like it took this it, late. Management was clearly going to have to choose a side between either Arians yeah. and or Brady. And the thing about it is, it seems like they kind of chose Arians' side for the first part when Brady originally retired. Because there was those rumors that Brady wasn't really set to retire. He just wanted to go play for someone else. Because apparently there did seem to be a rift between the two. There was something amiss there. Um, and when Arians pretty much shut that down and said, Tom's only going to play for here, um, I think it was pretty much made clear that if, when Tom was ready to come back, they made it clear that, like, hey, if you come back, then we can do something with yeah. Bruce that's not head coaching. No, I see. I don't know. This was That's just, all conspiracy theory. Yeah, right, right. And I can't wait to hear how this really all played because, look, I mean, I get it. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl first year. You know, you're making moves second year. You know, you can, like I said, you can argue health, whatever you want to say. doesn't work out second year. But go ahead and just fire the coach. Fire Retired. Retired. Right. And he's still got okay. apparently an up, a management position. Yeah, I know. It's not like they hate him or anything like yeah. that. But they they came to terms to where it's like, hey, you're not going to coach anymore here. I, it's just crazy that they – and he's older. If yeah. he'd been like 50, let's say, yeah, would this be the same position to where you're thinking you might still have another 5, 10 years with that coach? As opposed to someone who's like chasing one more – you know, big win or, you know, whatever it might be. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like that was – the way it all played out just seemed very – Tom Brady wanted this and they made it happen. Yeah. I think it's clear about who is controlling – is yeah. controlling the – he's who's the puppeteer behind all this. Right. Here's the thing. I'll say this. I think when Brady does officially retire, whether it's a few years, a year or a few years – I don't won't be surprised if we hear from Arians again and start hearing the real reason mm-hmm. for him being like oh, for him being retired. I, I believe that for sure. Um, then uh, the other big new NFL news was uh, uh, Bobby Wagner signed with the Rams today. Jesus. Where the hell they where the hell they getting this money? Five years, fifty million, right? Yeah. Did they get a deal for him? They didn't trade. They they no. no no. I mean, like, do you think? The Rams got a deal, signed him for. It. I mean, fifty. I mean, you get fifty. I, here's my five thing: five years, is, fifty. They're paying him ten a year. How long? I mean, he's, he's been in the year for what? Ten. He's been yeah. He's thirty one. He's been here for yeah. ten years. I mean, you get. I mean, a five six year deal is not too bad. No. Not fifty mil, but year, yeah. they still got to extend Aaron Donald. So clearly, that's the exactly. biggest focus. But you get Aaron Donald, or you get Bobby Wagner at that, and you maybe get him for three years. That line as as productive as he is, you get him those that production for at least three years. You get him for like you get a couple few million out of that, yeah, it's a deal. Yeah. And then you get to keep Aaron Donald. Oh, for sure. Because I think, yeah, I mean, how it all played out, I think that was pretty reasonable. I think he's probably got three really good years left in him. Yeah, three really high productive yeah. years. Two years after that might be more of like, hey, he's the veteran on that defense, and you're trying to like get it, milk everything out of him. I'm not sure he will be. I think three years he'll be there. The final two, he I could see him either moving on somewhere else and I mean, trading him. Because kind of eventually, the the money this money situation is going to start really it's tightening up for the Rams. Uh, <laughs> the, I don't know where they're getting on, especially once they resign, they extend Aaron Donald. Right. 
And of course, guess what? And he wants to be paid. They still got to pay Cooper Cup too. Right. You're, what uh, is what right. is uh, Aaron Donald trying to get paid right now? Oh, I, I, whatever the highest possible thing that it can offer. Damn. Oh, and then he, Cooper he Cup's going to want. I don't think Odell's going to go back. No, no, he's not. no I don't no. think so. And I think Cooper Cup is uh, going to want Devontae Adams money. money. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you right now, Cooper so, Cup so, needs to prove another year. And then no, yeah. I don't know, man. No, he had a, a great year, but know, Cooper Cup. He was really good last year too. No, he's always he was, a he was good talent. Good last year, but this I mean, is, it all came together this year. So I this feel year like, was ridiculous. Yeah. And guess what? It was his first year with a quarterback who had a pulse. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, and look, I, like I'm not trying to take knocks at you know uh, Jared Goff, Goff, but I mean Stafford is like I said. I mean, night and day. Completely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and a guy who's going to like, I'd rather throw a pick trying to get the ball to you than do a check down. Sure. Like, I mean, he's going to like, he's going to take care of his. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I'm just telling you, I, I don't know. I, this, the Rams money is ridiculous. I, I, I don't it's know. Gonna start, it's going to start hitting him at I some hope point. So. I hope so. Too. I hope so, too. I hope so. Because it's like, I feel like the same thing, which is funny, both California, both L.A., the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, it's like, do they have unlimited money? And I know that's bad coming from <laughs> yeah. a Yankee fan. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. I was just about to say, bro. But, it, but it's like, over, the, la- the, over the last few years, has been like, I don't know where they get the, the fucking money. Baseball. Oh, we're going to get the best pitcher. Oh, yeah. you know, best team in baseball. Oh, we're going to go get Freddie Freeman. Like, what? Like, I just don't understand it. The Rams, I mean, clearly the Rams know that they have this window, and they are making sure. And also, too, here's the thing. It's not like they had the toughest path in that uh, that side of the ball, the NFC, anymore. No, you're right. I mean, they've got two teams. I'm I'm almost have to say one team um, that they had to really worry about. Hey, don't count my bears out. No, okay, I'm kidding. I guess they count themselves out. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they to get back to it and try to repeat again. I mean, they and now you look at them adding Bobby Wagner, so now you have Leonard Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald on the line, and then you have Bobby Wagner at linebacker, and then you throw Jalen Ramsey, which I'm gonna bring Jalen Ramsey up here in a second. Uh, as you're on your defense, give me a break. I mean, that's that's insane. Well, go ahead and bring it up real quick because I was ready to move on. So I want to hear what you have to say. This. Uh, did you see his list for the top receivers in the NFL this past year? Oh. It was Devontae Adams. I think Cooper Cup was number five. Then he had Beckham on there at four. At four, and he had uh, who was who was two and three. I, again, I, actually, I don't even care. Wait, I, I thought it was. I don't like, let's stop there. Tyreek was two. Oh, Tyreek was two. I thought it was like the best receivers he went against. I think this is the or well he didn't go against Cooper Cup yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm saying this right now. Jalen Ramsey, great defender, might be an idiot if he's talking about the best receivers in football. Say a might. He said the best receivers in football. I think there's best receivers in football. I think he's being biased because Odell and Cooper Cup is on this team. But even then, be biased. Odell should have should never be ahead of. Cooper Cup, especially no. after this year. Yeah, <laughs> like don't get me wrong. Again, I agree. Odell is played really well t- down the stretch, and especially before he got hurt. But there is no way in hell he should have been ahead of Cooper. There's Cup. no way you, your teammate in Cooper Cup should have been five. Yeah, at I'm least sorry. one or two. At Ten, least one or two. No, I, Not yeah, this year. I have no problem with Devonta being one. Tyreek should never should not have been ahead of Cooper Cup, and it's not even close. I mean. Tyreek is great at doing really one thing, 
And that's about it. Being fast? Being fast. Yeah. So, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, if that's the case, bro, you're an idiot. We can move on. He said he made sure to preface the list by saying he was only choosing players he played against. So I'm guessing he's saying Cooper Cup because of practice. Maybe. Even then, too. Maybe. So I don't that's, know. that's what, yeah. Again, I also, I'll say this. Great player. I saw way too many times, especially in the playoffs, him getting roasted. 100%. I was about to get into that next. I was be like, look, if I have an option, like Jalen is a guy that I'm going to have throughout a season that I know I can count on, lock stuff down. But you're right. Big moments, dude. Dude was getting burned. Yeah. Bro, but you know how hard it has to I'm be. I'm not saying it's not hard. <laughs> Don't come at me talking shit. <laughs> like, like you can dictate how everything else plays out. When your ass is fucking watching from almost the sideline because everyone's yeah, running past you. Yeah, 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 like, no, yeah. no. That, that pisses me off because, like I said, think about this. Talk it's, a lot of it's shit, probably though. the toughest position. It is. A, it's an t- incredibly tough position. I'm not going to take that away from But just remember what his what people remember Jalen Ramsey in the playoffs for last year was getting roasted by Mike Evans 100%. in that Tampa Bay game. Yeah. So, I'm just happen. saying, like, know your place. If you're going to be the guy who's getting burnt, especially – it's not like he's in it. I mean, he's towards the towards the end of his prime. Yeah, yeah right. We're gonna yeah. have he'll keep some contracts because of the name and all that stuff. He's probably due for one more big contract. Oof, I don't even know. Do you guys yeah, think? Do you big guys name because of the name though? I'm yeah. telling you, the play is not. Big. I will actually say this. I don't I, actually. I'm gonna step back from that because I'm watching Tyron Matthew right now trying to get a job, and Tyron Matthew I still think has some gas left in the tank. And he's struggling to find a job, You're right? Do Which you, is ridiculous to me. Do you but. think? Uh, do you think uh, Jalen Ramsey is a top three cornerback in the yes. NFL today? Because he's proven it over an amount of time. Yeah, I, that I, to I me is that. very important. You can't just have like one good year, two, you know, whatever like that. That's important to me because of the longevity that he's had, and like I would still go. I definitely think he had his best year this year. Maybe not as far as like big moments because there's the definitely been times, but it's statistically, he's not statistically, he's, not he's had one of his best years. I think he, I think he's actually, I think he's been great in L.A., the but I thought he was great. Though. I thought he was better in Jacksonville. Yeah, honestly, that's fair. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, remember? I mean, let's not forget. I don't know. There's this quarterback who played for the Jets. You know, he had his own island. Do you yeah. remember that whole? This whole thing, what I'm referring to? Yeah. Revis Island? You guys remember this? Yeah. Dude dropped off the face of the earth. Because yeah. all of a sudden. Corner, I think corners have the. You look at, at position guys, especially in that, they have almost one of the biggest drop offs. Oh, for sure. I mean, because receivers can still give you a certain, like, you can be a possession receiver, yeah. you could do certain other things. Cornerbacks wise, you're going from being. You can go almost go from being a corner. Maybe they move you back to safety or into yeah. at least a nickel corner. Like you don't, you it's it's a steep drop off because went. it's a it's more of a, a, a as far as I feel like corners are low key the best athletes on the field. They have to right be. because they're running. I think I heard somebody say this. They run just as fast backwards as receivers do forward. Yeah, right. So I think eventually once that starts to drop off, when you're a receiver, you can focus more on your route running, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you learn throughout the game. When you're a corner, you have to be athletic. You yeah. have to be well, quick. So that's why you get such a big drop off. I sit there and I think about that. The Jets that year when he had his holdout, 
um, it was he's the difference between being a Super Bowl contender to being a pretender. Yeah, I mean, like he had that big of an effect on the game because yeah. he shut down an entire part. He shut us, yeah, shut down one side of the field. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden it was like, kind of like you just said, almost like it wasn't that he was struggling to find a job. He was just like struggling to find time to be relevant. I mean, yeah. it was just anyway. It's just crazy how that that happens. And quarterbacks, like I said, I mean, they've got a tough ass job, man. Especially today's game, these receivers are only getting better and better. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. But um, to tie that all back, um, I don't know. It, it is crazy to see what the Rams are doing because they're like. Oh, we're not satisfied. Let's run this back next year. They want one, two, three. Yeah, and guess what? In a maybe not back to back, but in this two year window or whatever, I can see them winning another one. Yeah, Especially I mean, like I said, the NS, their their say, path to NFC, the Super Bowl yeah. is much easier than it is Especially for any of those. Rodgers having no one to throw to. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. That I mean, really, hurt. like it's Brady. It's Brady, and then. The field, right, and that's all he ha- they have to deal 100%. with. One hundred percent, I agree. Um, let's go ahead and get to the NBA real quick. Let's let's touch on that. Obviously, last episode we were talking about the Celtics jump to number one. Jeez. They mm-hmm. lose one game and they're at number four. And mm-hmm. Now they've lost another game since then. So they're two games back so now. Two games back now. Miami's back at number one. Um, but it, it very interesting to show how everything's coming down here to the end, where the East is. Really up for grabs. I uh, was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about the Thunder, but they they were listening, talking with people within that organization of the Celtics. And something that you kind of alluded to the other day, Celtics weren't exactly the most thrilled of being number one because who's sitting there at number eight? Hell yeah. Possibly at number eight anyway. They gotta, <laughs> they'll have to do the playing game. <laughs> they'll have to sit right there yeah, at number, number four. Yeah, they sit there, sit there at number four, even number three. Uh, if they can get there... Uh, sit, stay in that area and stay away from one because they all know what beast is sitting there, there at number eight. As long as that team stays healthy, the, the problems that that team can uh, provide against everybody and the team I'm talking about is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, don't be don't be surprised if you start seeing these teams that are sitting at the number one spot. Don't be surprised because they're not going to lock up the number one spot for the entire playoffs, right? Don't be surprised if you see these teams start to sit big names or if you see little injuries like, oh, Jimmy Butler hurt his toenail. Like, you know, just little crazy stuff sure. like that. Do not be surprised because, as you just said, nobody wants that matchup at number eight. Nobody wants a healthy, a healthy, not only healthy, but allowed to play, a.k.a. Kyrie. Nobody wants to see that team at the number eight spot. Now let's, Nobody. Now, if I'm no, real quick, look at this real quick. If I'm not wrong, or if I'm not mistaken, the bubble teams are Cleveland and Brooklyn, and then Charlotte and Atlanta. Now, technically, Charlotte and Atlanta would be playing for that eight spot. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Cleveland and Brooklyn would actually be playing for the seven. Mm-hmm. So Boston probably really doesn't want that two spot because Brooklyn would get the seven spot. Boston needs to stay exactly where they at and play the yeah, Bulls. Yeah, play four. Team. Yeah, play the Bulls. My Bulls team that doesn't know how to win games against big teams. So <laughs> now, how pissed? Um, now here's the thing. Look, Brooklyn's got all the talent in the world. Yeah. How pissed are some of these teams going to be? Well, actually, they'll probably be elated. How's the pissed are going to be if it is Cleveland, Brooklyn for that playing game and Cleveland wins? 
how pissed are they going to be? And that they didn't move up to oh, get, like, the two spot. or oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, they're they're sick. going to be freaking sick. But at the end of the day, you still you still don't want Brooklyn in the playoffs. You don't want this team in the playoffs. No. We all know a healthy Brooklyn team is not a number eight seed. Yeah. So, you know, they, they just don't happen to fall there due to injuries and other and stupid manners or whatever. But, um... <laughs> I'm 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 really excited to see how this Eastern Conference is finally gonna gonna pan out. Like I can't wait to see that. Uh, this is one of the most exciting times of the year for me. Is talking playoff basketball. Sure. So, uh, I just can't wait to see how it pans out. And we get to get more into it in the next few weeks. But we did have an interesting conversation before the podcast started because now the Golden State Warriors are sitting at four yeah. in the West, or technically tied for third. But I think Dallas may have the tiebreaker of them because uh, they're sitting in the three spot. Uh, me and Antoine fully believe that the Western Conference Finals is not going to feature the Golden State Warriors. Preston, on the other hand, though, seems to believe, and he, I mean, it's a, and it is a fair point, but seems to believe that the Warriors will probably make it into the Western Conference Finals. I just can't see them, especially because of the way they played in the beginning of the year. Once you get into a you know a series, all that stuff. That someone's going to beat them out from getting there. I, 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 I just can't. I can't see it. I'm not saying they're going to win it all, and I'm not going to say they're going to advance out of the West. I'm saying they're going to get to the Western Conference Finals. I will say this. To Preston's point, the most experienced playoff team oh, is in Golden basketball yeah. is Golden State Warriors. Sure. Um, they got Draymond back, which is, to me, one of their probably their most important piece. It's the heart and soul of the team. It's the heart and soul of the team. He's the one that's the aggressor. He's the one that likes to fire under everybody at under under everybody's ass. That's going to be big in the playoffs. Sure. That's the Warriors Western Conference Finals. I don't know. They're three and seven in the last ten games. They're not really looking good. Like they had something together. Even when and this Clay, is the wrong time to Steph not be hitting on cylinders. Draymond were there when he came back. Even when they were there, they still were not playing good. Yeah, they're not playing good at all. I don't know if Clay disrupted something, and I don't know. All I know is I do feel like whoever the Warriors play, they're going at least six or seven games, whether they win That's or fair. lose. Um, I think it's, it's not going to be tough. Yeah. I don't yes. think if Phoenix. I think Phoenix will. I think Phoenix will beat them in five. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. saying if it gets to there, I think I'm if not it's saying mid, Phoenix, but I think if it's, I, I'm talking about teams that get right in the now. way of them getting to the finals. Truly, there's only two. It's Phoenix and Memphis. Dallas has been playing good, but Memphis and and Phoenix have been playing a step above everybody else in the West. I agree with that. The only thing that's concerning me about Phoenix, the Memphis is their inexperience and. Chase Arena is going to be on fire come playoff time. Yeah. So I do think that the Memphis Grizzlies are playing better basketball right now. Mm -hmm. I want to see what they do in the playoffs. So as if the playoffs started right now, the the Warriors would be playing the Nuggets, uh, which is a great matchup. Uh, Obviously, you got the MVP candidate in Jokic. Mm -hmm. um, And you got a lot of pieces that are starting to align for the Nuggets. I think they can get past the Nuggets. Um, but I think they're gonna that experience plays a factor, and they're gonna get past the Nuggets. So, which brings me to the next matchup would be would it be the it'd be the Grizzlies, right? I think it'd be Grizzlies. It yeah. would be the, if the Grizzlies move on to the next round. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I mean, you have youth versus experience in 
the Warriors aren't really old to me. No, but you know they don't. They they've never been the most athletic team on the court, right? They're they're they've made it this far because of their shooting. So if they can figure out what's going on and come into their hot, dude, they're gonna catch Memphis off guard. Memphis they have to, to they have to hope fire. and pray. Yeah. That whatever slump that Steph was in before he got injured, he's still in. He, he's no, no, no. I'm saying the Warriors have to hope that oh, he's yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warriors, yeah, yeah for sure. So I don't know, man. We'll, we'll we'll just have to see what happens around then. Uh, what what would Philly? What would you say you're most excited? Like, what what matchup do you look forward the most right now? As far as like, if the playoffs started today, what matchup are you looking to? The um, most? what are you most excited about? Well, then if it started the day, Brooklyn and Milwaukee being the two or the two seven seed. Yeah, that, that, that saying I'm not going to. Di- I don't want to diss Cleveland. I think Cleveland could have a shot against Brooklyn in that playing game. But Brooklyn being the seven and Milwaukee being the two, that would be that. That mean I don't even know if it's that close. Um, I mean, Golden State and Denver would be a good one. Yeah, you know. I, okay, so let me say this. Let me preface this. If we're going to talk about one fun series, if it ended today, Memphis versus Minnesota. That in the West, will be a really fun matchup. Really good, good matchup. Yeah. I love that. That's have a what, full, that was going to be one of they my They have a fully too. healthy jaw. They have Anthony Edwards, who me and you have been really high on. Cats have his yeah. probably Cats best having his best year. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's still around. Yeah. So Let, let's say this real quick because like there's so much that can happen before the end of the year and all that. I don't want to sit there and play what if games. But one thing that we do know and one thing that has been constant throughout the year is the Suns. So, with that being said, are you taking the Suns? Or are you taking the field? And the, are we taking? Are we talking about going to the final Western Conference? Like Western no, Conference, the whole talking. thing, the whole thing. You don't <laughs> have to whisper. No. I think. I think right now, I probably would ride with the Suns. Hell yeah! Going I think. Least I think to the fun- no, I'm saying win it. I'm saying win the championship this year. Oh no. I think I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because they went last year. They've got that experience right. in now, and they actually are seems like a better team than they were last year than the team who went to the finals. I would take. I think I would take the Suns over the field to win the finals. That would be the that would be the easy pick. I'm hey. still going Bucks. I think okay. it may be a rematch. Repeat. I think it may be a rematch. Repeat. All right. I think it may. I think. I, uh, I just I, know the Bucks had. I can had, see that. I know and the hey, Bucks had it. I don't hate it. that either. Yeah. Um, my big thing is like, man, there's every year to do it, mm-hmm. man. It's this year for the Suns, right? You know. But they have to do it. With this it's obviously year. easy it's to pick big. the field in this aspect, but it's kind of like Gonzaga. You know, we, we didn't. I don't think we gave enough shit to Gonzaga. Probably not after they lost, because. Okay, they've had some very good teams over the years and didn't get the job done, right? Yeah, we're talking shit on Kansas about them choking. Yeah. Gonzaga has been a, a consistent choker, and they just made they just tied the record for most times in the number being the number one seed and losing without right. going to the final and four. I was about to say, and they got the number one freaking kid in the country in the country to help that team try to win the championship doesn't happen, and now they're looking at. A team that isn't bringing that that draft class next year, it's not very good. Yeah, right. So back to the Suns to say, brah, like you guys have been there. You know, this was supposed to be the year that you know you make that next move, and they've done everything right. 
even without Chris Paul. Yep. Chris Paul being out, they still showed that without him, they're still a very, very good, good team. team. Now they got him back. They got his leadership, his experience, everything that goes into it. This, they got to win it. I think they're definitely the team to beat, right? They're the team, oh, to, they're beat the team to beat for sure. For sure yeah. um, and, I, and they've shown enough to me to where I know they can go in there and at least get to the finals. But, I mean, this I'll is say the same th- team that lost last year to my – to the Bucks, I'm not a Bucks. Why are you fan? about to say? You about to say I'm my about Bucks? I'm about to say my boy Giannis. You about to say my boy Giannis? I'm about to say my boy Giannis. I heard it. Yeah, I heard yeah, it. I was not about to say my Bucks. I'm not a Bucks fan, but uh, Chicago fans, you heard that? No, you didn't hear nothing. <laughs> uh, no, uh, here's the thing. Most times, teams that win the championship usually the following year they have the target on their back and they have rust from the championship. Same can be said for teams that also make it to the championship and lose. Getting back there is not the easiest thing. And I'm not saying – the Suns could lose in the playoffs. It could definitely happen. But this team has just looked so much better, even than what they did last year. It just – it feels like they ha- they're they on a mission. They have gotten that experience. You know, Devin's been there. Chris has finally been to the finals. They know – I think they know what it takes to win. And it's just they want to get the job done this time. They, they went playing? up 2-0. Who are they playing? What do you mean? They get to the finals. Who are they playing? I'll say this. I know he's your boy. If they get Brooklyn, I'm not so sure they may get out of the first round. Who are they playing? <laughs> Who are they playing? Uh, if I took it today, I think they might play Boston. In the finals? In the finals. They're playing Boston in the finals. I think they're playing Boston in the finals. You're really sticking to that pick. I like that pick. <laughs> Because here's the thing, you look Billy, at you look I'm at so it. willing to bet. Here's the thing, Milwaukee. If Milwaukee gets Brooklyn in the first round, Milwaukee beat Brooklyn to go to the championship last year. And you don't think Brooklyn's going to forget this, that? With yeah. this same team, with this same team. Now, granted, it was a toe, a couple toes away from it being Boy, a different story. I'm starting to think he's a Buck fan. <laughs> I'm I really Buck, am. I'm not a Buck like, fan. It's just Holy everybody's man. talking about every other team except the team that won the championship last well, year. Well, here's my thing: is they. You know what I mean? Everybody's Have so they been e- that same team, though? I mean, they're the number two team in the Eastern Conference right yeah, now. Yeah, but East is weird. I mean, like, literally, Celtics were number one last week in their number – or not last week, this week. They were number one on Monday, and they're number four today. So, I don't know if I don't know, man. Are. I just I'm know. What I see, what they're producing – are you saying that's a championship team? I, th- I, th- yes. I said this we find out. I think it's a team that's able to compete for a championship. I think it's a I'll championship team. Milwaukee, Still, will, Ma- Milwaukee team. will have to earn it because yeah. they do get past Brooklyn, which I think would be one of those seven-game series. They're going to turn around and play Boston in the second round as Oof. the Boston takes care of the Bulls. So. Wow, disrespectful. <laughs> All right, for sure. But hey, yeah. remember, he's a Bucks fan now, guys. No, I'm not no Bucks fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a diehard Bulls fan, but my Bulls don't know how to be big teams, so I'm not about to talk and brag about the Bulls. I'm not biased, so I'm not Preston. Anyways, <laughs> I think so, I, if I said right now, I, I just think the way going into the playoffs, that's always key, too, about how a team is playing. I mean, you look at those teams that are in that top four, Boston's playing the best out of all of them. I mean, Boston, I mean, like I said, they got the number one. They lose two games, and now they drop to four. They're playing better than all the – I mean, they're playing better than those teams are right now. I mean, I hear you. I mean, the Bucks aren't playing bad, but I'm just – I don't know, man. If I had to pick a team right now, I'm picking the Bucks. 
right. They just they just because the thing about it too is not super pretty with Milwaukee. Yeah. They have that like grit. No, and I, I want to see that. I don't you know, that. I, I, I love that agree grit. With you. So, but just to be like, oh yeah, like they're not. I don't know. To uh, me, it's speaking like, of the, not the team to hey. beat, they should be the team to beat because they're the defending champions. Right. But but that doesn't always mean anything. Real quick, but, guys, we see a lot. We're talking about them right now. Bucks and Nets are playing right now. Nets up at halftime. Score? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. We'll What's see. the score? Uh, it's 60 to 56. All right. What is it? <laughs> 60 to 56. Okay. <laughs> but, no, no, I see what you're saying, though. But, um, Have we heard anything of Ben Simmons is going to play this year at I, all? I, well, I was going to get to that. Oh, my guys. God. Yeah, that's Once a, again, that's definitely... I thought that was like a clear thing that was going to happen. That's why it was like, got to get this trade done now so he helps us get to that next you know spot. In the uh, east, here we are. Where what do we have? Two weeks left. Yeah, something like that. Two weeks left. Ben's not played. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would be big. That would be a game changer. Well, what, would it though? Eh, because like eh, you don't he know has what to come back and hit. Yeah, I mean you got to gel together like we've talked about. You've got to get out there. What kind of shape is he in? You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors. He definitely has to get in playing shape, and it's definitely not going to happen. And it's not like it's Steph Curry coming out. You know, yeah. it's Ben Simmons well, who, who's going to offer you some passing, some defense, some length. But it's not like he's out there lighting it up for forty. And he's not going to. I remember when uh, I hate to compare this because I know you guys get on my ass about it. I remember when Jordan came back from. Uh, I remember when Jordan came back from uh, retirement, mm-hmm. right? And he played the Bulls last twenty something games, and then right. they went into the playoffs and lost to the Magic. He admitted he wasn't in shape, mm-hmm. right? And if somebody like him is not going to be in shape, then yeah, I don't see Ben Simmons coming back. No, I, for sure. And technology has a lot of, to do with it too. And I know Ben Simmons has a great diet and he takes care of himself, right. but you have to get back to playing shape, and I don't think you're going to be able to do that in five, six, seven games. Yeah, it's just tough, not man. Yeah. So, we'll keep an eye on that, kind of see how that plays, because that's I think that's a that's a big difference to make. Nets a a scary team to play right now, with the, which I think they are, to being the team to beat. Yeah, in that conference. I mean, I don't know. That's just to me a lot to lot to see how that all all unfolds and everything. But yeah, Ben Simmons is a big part of that. So. You yeah, agree? That's all I have for me. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, real quick, the Masters next week. Yeah. I just want to touch base on that. Like I said, I, I controlled my excitement uh, in the beginning of the show because um, – now, I sent this to you guys before. I, I saw it first thing uh, – what was that? Uh, Wednesday – Tuesday morning, I think it was. Yeah, you did, yeah. Tuesday morning. The moment I woke up, I had seen that. There was a rumor that a private jet was leaving Florida, heading exactly straight towards Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. And um, just so happens they believed it was Tiger Woods' private jet. Mm-hmm. That it was rented in his name. Well, turns out it was. Yeah. It was Tiger Woods and his son. They go to uh, Augusta. They play a practice round. And now the question is, is he going to play next week? By all accounts, they say he looked great. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. How excited are you, Pete? Dude, you don't even realize. There's a lot of things that go into this. Um, 
It changes everything if he plays. It, oh, 100%. And, like, even – like, let's say he doesn't make the cut, right? That's going to give me two days of just absolute gloria. I'm going to watch every hole that mm-hmm. that man plays. Everything goes into it. But let's say he goes out there and plays competitively and is, you know, able to make that cut and be in a striking distance to where – Play Saturday. You know, Saturday he can make that move and, uh, you know, be able to put himself in position for Sunday – Dude, if that all ends up happening together, you guys will never get a more excited person uh, on the pod because what he's already done to come back to win a Masters after everything that had already happened, the injuries and all that stuff, now to be like in this position, getting older. Dude, they said that there's a chance he not only he's going to lose his legs. I mean like we're talking like this is – Lance Armstrong, live strong yeah. type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but do we seen this from Tiger, bro? Two thousand nine U.S. Open was it nine or ten? It was. Well, it was two thousand. It was the two thousand eight into the two thousand nine season or whatever. That yeah, he was able to do what he did, and it's unbelievable. But now, like I said, this is a a serious injury at an older age, mm-hmm. especially for golf. I mean, like you yeah. play golf forever, but can you play at a competitive? level the way that all these young cats are doing and all that which goes back to where um i kind of want i'm not allowed to be frivolous no kind of gets me back to the point to like who are we looking at who are these guys that he's going to be competing with this week and i so i just picked a few names real quick um Got to go with my boy John Rom. John Rom, it's a great pick. Unbelievable golfer, man. Like he's that guy who, like you, not hear his name for a little bit, and all of a sudden it's just he's competitive, you know, just like that. You know, the whole COVID stuff the last couple of years, he's been all involved in, and was clearly the number one golfer in the game. I mean, he just is. Um, so I, I expect him to be right there. Um, I like uh, Scotty. Uh, Scotty. Uh, Scheffler, um, dude's playing good golf right now. I mean, he's going into the tournament in a great, um, great time for his game and what that lines up. Um, he's going to be hot right now because he just won and all that stuff. So people are easy to pick a guy like that. But I like the way his his game uh, transitions into Augusta. So I, I expect him to be competitive, be right there. You know, I there's one guy I really want to go with, which is Brooks. Love me some Brooks Kepka. He's he's due for a great Masters he's performance. Due, but that's a problem is I just don't know if he's in the right perform like right spot in his game to be able to go just go win the Masters. I expect him to be competitive, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's my guy on that. Um but it's a little bit out there, but and it's not a big name. Patrick Cantley. Uh, always been a big fan of his. His game plays very well with the Masters, Augusta, the way that everything goes down. I think he's going to be very competitive uh, next week. And um, ultimately, he's going to be right there in that final day, maybe final matchup. So look for those guys to make uh, a splash. You know, obviously, I like Dustin, I like Rory. Roy's a guy who I think he's uh, due to make a big splash there. 
But those are the guys right now that I think keep an eye on. See what happens. Justin Rose always plays super well at the Masters. Um, he would be on my list there, but unfortunately he just can't close. He's that guy who can go three days mm-hmm. and not finish. So, uh, But, dude, Tiger Woods, if he actually plays, man, I'm telling you, opening day is next Thursday. That would be nice. And that's why we're talking about the, about the Masters right now because – Playing his Monday's episode is going to be All full baseball. of baseball, getting everyone excited for Monday or for opening day. Uh, so that's why I wanted to go ahead and throw this out there now. I might touch on a tad bit on Monday. We'll see, depending on the Tiger news. But um, just wanted to put that out there for the people. So get excited because Tiger plays. I mean, it's Riot City. Like, yeah. I mean, he wins. I'm streaking. So, yeah. It's one of those kind of things. <laughs> Streaking. But let's That's finish funny. up real quick. Entertainment. We talked about it, and uh, I wanted to just throw it out there real quick so uh, we can get out of here. So Yeah, so just the only biggest entertainment thing is uh, Bruce Willis uh, announced that he's – or his family announced he's retiring. Um, he has a form of a, a illness of – I hate to say it's uh, – it's in the same kind of word syllables type of uh, that hair thing that Jada's got, but it's not that at all. It's a condition of the mind that's either formed from you know brain trauma or catching a stroke, and it's it affects your cognitive form of communication, whether it's talking, writing, you know, understanding others' form, and it's a, it's a pretty sad illness, um, but. In honor of uh, Bruce, I thought we'd come around and just give our top five real quick. Um, Guy's a legend. I mean, literally, he's on the Mount Rushmore of action stars all time. 100%. Um, right next to Arnold, Stallone, and then, I don't know, whoever you want to put in that fourth spot. Um, yeah. But he's, you know, just, he's he was unbelievable and just an incredible career. But uh, just give me a rundown, guys. Your guys' top five just real quick. Yeah, just go ahead and just get your top five, P, and then uh, I'll get mine. Okay. Um, I don't want to even put this in order because I don't think that's exactly how <laughs> I would like to put it out there. Mm-hmm. But let, let's just start it, right? All right. For, well, I'll just say my favorite movie first. It's Die Hard. Yeah. Right? Original yeah. Die Hard. It's, yeah, that would be my number one, too. I mean, that's it, it. I can watch that movie over and over and over and over again. I mean, it's fantastic. Everything about it, absolutely love um, it's one of those movies stands the test of time. There's classic lines from it. There's all that you know that the the whole concept of the movie is fantastic. Storyline is great. I love it, man. So that that's definitely my number one. Um, this is where things get a little tricky. And like I said, I didn't want to put them in order. Yeah, after really after like after Die Hard, it gets really quick. But yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yep. Right. I understand he's not the main character and all that stuff in there, but he plays a huge role in it, especially at the end, um, that he's fantastic in. He's absolutely great. Uh, love it. Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, dude. And I don't want to ruin it for the people, but if you haven't seen it by now, you're never going to see it. So mm-hmm. when he was dead at the end, holy shit. Like, that mm-hmm. was fantastic movie. Absolutely loved it. Um now, this is where things go a little maybe astray from everyone else. And to say two of a series on one top five is a little crazy. But, dude, Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's it's incredible. Oh, my God. 
I love it, dude. He's so good. Like, you just can't kill that dude. You just can't kill him. Love it. Got to put that on there because that's always been one of my top favorites. Um, and just I think it stands the test of time. And then this one I alluded to. I just watched it last week. I got to put it on there because the the movie itself is fantastic. And, of course, he's just the, the hero in it all. But Armageddon. It was dude. on last night. Armageddon, <laughs> dude. I mean, it, that will that will bring a man's man to his knees uh, because of the acting and everything that goes into it. And, you know, uh, Bruce Willis, fantastic in it, man. And I absolutely loved it. So that's my top five. Um, no particular order except Die Hard. I would say Die Hard's my number one. But everything else we can mix around a little bit. But that's my, that's me. That's mine. I respect the list. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. It's it was really a good, good list. Uh, for me, it's a little different. Uh, sort of, kind of. <laughs> um, number five, I have uh, The Fifth Element. It's a good one. The Fifth Element, to me, was just it was kind of ahead of its time. And Big I, time. Um, everything about that movie, to me, was really, really cool. I really enjoyed the, the the story behind it, I also really enjoyed Mila Jokovic. Um, I had a little crush on her when I was younger, so uh, I enjoyed. But I love the Fifth Element. I got that at number five because I know Philly got to go, so I'm gonna go yeah. through it. At number four, it's not everybody's favorite, but I love the movie. I went to the movies to see it with my homies, and I was like, "Yo, this is really freaking good." But Live Free or Die Hard. Oh yeah, uh, I love that that Die Hard movie. I was trying to decide on if I was going to put it on the list. Like, I had it on the bubble. And I was like, you know what? I actually really like this movie. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else has to say. I think Tim- was Timothy Oliphant in it, too? He was the bad guy. Yeah, Tim- Timothy Oliphant was the bad guy in it. Um, I love the storyline. I loved everything about it. I love, uh, I think his daughter was pretty hot, too. So, uh, I have that at number four. Number yeah, three. 16. No, she wasn't. Not in real life. Anyway, <laughs> number three. This movie, to me, I don't know if you guys... I feel like Philly's seen it. Sin City. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I love Sin City. I never... I didn't think Sin City was going to be what it was. Like, I didn't give it the time of day until my cousin made me watch it. And I just fell in love with the movie instantly. Rosario Dawson was in it. Like, there were so many big actors in it um, and actresses and... The whole comic book vibe of the movie. All right, I'm gonna have to cut you off because I gotta get my five because I gotta go. I'll, go uh, I'll let you. I'll let you finish up. Uh, number five for me is Last Boy Scout. Uh, number four for me is going to be Unbreakable. Uh, I got Looper at three, and then Pulp Fiction at two, and then of course Die Hard at one. All right, Thank I gotta man. go. We'll see you, bro. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> All right, dog. Right, and then number two for me was Die Hard. Yeah. Um, and number one was Armageddon. Number, number Armageddon one, was my number man. one, man. Like, do everything. Like, with Ben Affleck. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that movie, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> don't, don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my list for, uh, for the Bruce Willis, man. No, uh, Last Boy Scout, I wanted to throw that on my list. Um, dude, I, I started looking at looking at all the movies he's been in. And there really are just so many. You're like, even if he wasn't like the like the main draw of it, 
there's a lot of good things that he was in that you're just like, bro. It he really, was in so much. He was in so many movies, and I was, I was sitting there like, yo, I keep forgetting he was in Unbreakable, and he was in Red. It was just it's so many different movies, man, that I watched over time. I was you, just like, did you ever oh see the whole Nine Yards? Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. Loved movie. it. The Tears of Sun. Oh, Tears of Sun. Yeah. That's a good one. Surrogate. Like, he was uh, yeah, in so many movies. Yeah, there's dude. one more I wanted to mention. I Did just, you know he was in Friends? Yeah. Bruce Willis was in Friends. Yeah, I guess I missed that. Uh, the Color of Night. Did you ever see that? No. Dude, I mean, I've got it on DVD, so you might have to watch it because it is absolutely amazing. One of my favorite ones. I just I didn't have that on there just because it is a little older and um, thought about Okay, is that the movie you're watching all the time? No. I, but I remember watching it younger. Went and bought the movie a couple years ago. Watched it. Still mm. still great to this day. So Tell me this. Do you remember Hostage? Oh, yeah. And do that, you also remember... I don't know if you're going to remember this. Death Becomes Her? Death Becomes Her? Oh. Maybe not. No, I, that doesn't ring a bell right off yeah. the top, but... Um, that was a good movie. Death becomes her. Okay, and he was in Expendables too, so we can't nope, forget knew that. that. Yeah, uh, you know. And to be honest, I know it's uh, not quite the same caliber of movies, uh, but one of his last movies um, what was it. Tw- uh, I was about to say Twelve Rounds. That's not it. What is it? Hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, what was that last movie he put out? Uh, Death Wish. You know, it's... Wait, by, what? Death Wish. It was like a Netflix movie or something like that that they put out. It's by far not like... It's not fantastic, but it was a solid action movie. and just shows you the type of uh, character he plays as that action role that... Really doesn't matter, man. He plays such a good role that makes the movie better. You know, he's just and, such a like smooth ass action oh, 100%. guy. It's just one of those things where it's like, first off, Bruce Willis, you can't run that fast. <laughs> like some of these movies, you're like, what is going on? But dude, he's so smooth. Like just with everything, he never gets like overly like crazy or anything. Like everything he says just comes out like his delivery is on point. So right, no, I agree, man, and. Uh, the acting world's gonna miss him because he he yeah. was such a great actor and all that, and it sucks that it comes. You know, you could argue maybe it's time to hang it up, but like the to be forced to do it because of an illness, that, that sucks, sucks, man. man. That's that very sucks. unfortunate and all that. And he's one of those guys I'm always gonna be. Uh, you know, uh, have a special heart, a special spot in my heart for. Because there's so many key action movies that he was just... At least we got to see that from him, though. No, you're right. His illness came... I hate that it happened, but his illness came at the later part of his career. yeah. um, Where he could retire and still be a legend. Yeah. Uh, One thing I always regret is not... Is Michael J. Fox getting sick. That sucks. Yeah, because... I would have loved to see what his career would have progressed I mean, you could say so many actors. Let's say Chris Farley. You know, oh, yeah. dude. Chris but I mean, like, Farley. as far as somebody that's a, people that are alive. Why well, now? But I'm yeah. just saying, like, Chris, I mean, yeah. you think I of these Chris guys who, been. you know, gone too soon. I mean, the, the movies he would have been in going forward, you know, 
it would have been incredible. But yeah. um, anyway, I'm glad we were able to do that. Sam had a dip. He has yeah. kickball tonight. He got kickball. Which, I mean, I've never seen Sam move that fast. I just want to say that. Sam can be pretty quick when he wants to be. He was in and out <laughs> of this room. and you know. he, he, does more than, he does more than eat and, uh, and deadlift 500 pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you see his video on yeah, Instagram? I did. Other? I did see oh, my it. God. I, I would hurt myself. I'm over there trying to get 315, and <laughs> so we're doing five. It's, like, it's cool. It's cool. Whatever, man. I'll tell you. But, sounds a beast, bro. Um. No, I mean, that's really all we had this episode. Like I said, I want to get you guys ready for the weekend, get you excited for what's going on. Next week, huge week. You know, uh, Obviously, we're one step closer to the NBA playoffs. We've got MLB opening day. We've got the Masters. Dude, there's so much going on. I am so excited. It's um, And I think we, need, we do need to get together next Monday. I think yeah, we'll do the pod. Watch game afterwards. I think that'd be a great way into uh, what's going to be a busy week of sports. So make sure you follow us on social media. Um, that's where we're putting a lot of content out. You want to follow that, see the things that we're going uh, got going, and uh, just a just a great you know you know uh, thing to follow, man. I mean, yeah. funny, entertaining. What, what more can you want? So. <laughs> Uh, As Preston tries to serenade our listeners into following us. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us tonight. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Bye.